everybody. Uh, this is your host, Miles. Currently, I am reading a book called An Essay on Marxian Economics by the post-Keynesian economist Joan Robinson. And this is just a brief post to kind of give my initial impressions of the book. I'm only on the third or fourth chapter. Uh, so far, I think that the book is a pretty clear and concise introduction to Marxian economics. And I think it would also be good for somebody that, that has read more Marxian or Marxist um, economics to translate Marx's language into the language of contemporary economics, right? So one thing Joan Robinson does in the book is she translates, for example, a term like, you know, the rate of exploitation, or the average rate of exploitation, to the average return, rate of return on capital. And to somebody that has some familiarity with you know, the contemporary language of economics, I think that this type of translation of terminology is is very useful. And I'd also note that while this isn't, you know, written, this isn't pop economics like Freakonomics, if you're kind of a generally educated person in economics, so far this book isn't overly technical and could be understood by a well-read reader of economic theory. So, so far, I think it's good, and I would, I would recommend it. So, hey, everybody, this is your host, Miles, and today I am going to talk about the work of John Stuart Mill titled On Liberty. For those that don't know, On Liberty is a famous work of social and political philosophy in the tradition of both classical liberalism and utilitarianism. I've heard some people argue that On Liberty is a synthesis of Mill's classical liberalism and his utilitarianism, but today I want to make about three points about the text on liberty and to read some quotes that I found particularly compelling about the work. The first point I would make is that many of Mill's arguments are actually familiar to someone that has grown up in the United States. So ideas about freedom of thought and discussion about individuality, about the limits of the authority of society and government over individual, and ideas about tyranny of the majority are ideas that, as an American, I'm already fairly familiar with. Two, the argument that I found most compelling was Mill's defense of 
of free speech and to some extent his ethics of of free speech one thing he argues is that free speech is instrumental on kind of a societal level to getting to the truth and it's also instrumental on an individual level to getting to the truth i want to read a quote from on liberty quote he who knows only his own side of the case knows little of that his reasons may be good and no one may have been able to refute them but if he's equally unable to refute the reasons of the opposite side if he does not know so much as what they are he has no ground for preferring either opinion nor is it enough that he should hear the opinions of adversaries from his own teachers presented as they state them and accompanied by what they offer as refutations he must be able to hear them from persons who actually believe them he must know them in their most plausible and persuasive form right so so i in quote so I think this is compelling because he's arguing that in order to understand your own argument, you need to be able to understand how opponents of your argument would argue on their own terms. So you can't hold an opinion about something and understand that opinion unless you know the arguments against that opinion. This is what I meant by kind of the ethics of argument or the ethics of disagreement. He goes on to argue basically that disagreement is instrumental to societal truth and that that suppressing any particular unpopular opinion does more harm to the truth than it does than it does good and also weakens our own arguments the third point that i would like to make is really i, I guess the racism of js mill and i believe the first chapter he argues that republican government and liberty are only appropriate for basically certain civilizations and there may be say barbaric or primitive civilizations for which he calls for which despotism or authoritarian government is a more legitimate form of government so i, I found that i found that particularly odd because what that displays is he doesn't actually seem to believe that liberty is kind of a universal good that it's good for all peoples in all places that it's only good for certain types of of civilizations uh, i don't really think this is i think you could eliminate that from his argument and it would make his argument stronger and you could build off of on liberty to argue for the universality of the liberty that he outlines in the text so in short 
I think that on liberty is a compelling argument of, of social and political philosophy and should be required reading for anyone interested in political philosophy or on kind of the moral roots or the moral and political foundations for our for the current liberal democratic order that that pervades most nation states uh anyway thanks for listening bye